0: hi everyone welcome to another episode of the lightroom as usual my name is Chisum. i haven't changed and i am so glad that you're watching this video right now or if you're listening on podcast i'm glad that you're listening right now but first tell me in the comment section how is this weekend treating you like the weather is cold it's rainy it's like weather for two if you're not um, married let me know in the comment section how is this weather treating you? How are you coping? I really want to know. <laughs> like, how are you feeling? Um, yeah, <laughs> um, this is a genuine question. So, <laughs> on to today's video, I will be answering the question is makeup a sin? And I've been on this series for a while. If you have not listened to any other, video in this series, please, please go back and listen to the previous videos I have done. So for this video, I would be starting with what the Bible says about makeup and adornment, and then I will be moving to a personal story to land the video. So what does the Bible say? What does the Bible say? <laughs> what does the Bible say about makeup? Okay, let's start from Esther, the book of Esther, Esther 2 verse 12 now you all know the story of Queen Esther how she was taken to another land and she had to marry the king and all of that so you know the story it's part of stories we were probably raised within children's church or somehow you may have heard the story but in Esther 2 verse 12 it says now when every maid's turn was come to go into King Ahasuerus after that she had been 12 months according to the manner of woman for so many days of purification to be accomplished. So six months with oil of mer and six months with sweet odors and other things for purifying of the woman. So basically, before any of these handmaidens, it was not just Esther, before any of these maidens were to go to the presence of the king, they had to go through beautification and purification, right? So they had to be adorned with oil of mer, like for six months treating themselves with oil and all of that so your skin will shine. Then another six months of sweet odors and other things for purifying women. So this was something they had to you know, prepare themselves for before meeting the king. Now we may want to argue that, okay, this was a pagan king, this was a pagan city. But let's look at other, there are other places, so many other places in scripture, in the book of Psalms, in the book of Proverbs, where adornments were referred to not as a bad thing but in comparisons with many things now there are, there are certain scriptures that i'm going to pull out to just draw a clear picture of what the bible says concerning this now in second kings chapter 9 verse 30 jehu went to Jezreel and when jezebel heard about it she put on eye makeup arranged her hair and looked out of a window. So many people that argue that makeup is wrong or makeup is a bad thing, usually refer to the scripture in 2 Kings chapter 9 verse 30. And they argue that oh Jezebel, she put on eye makeup, iron her hair and, and looked out of the window, and then eventually in that same chapter Jezebel died, right? And In the beginning of the chapter, they talked about how Jezebel practiced witchcraft and how she did all manner of wicked things, right? And her death was already spoken about and she eventually died at the end of that chapter. But if we look at the scripture, particularly verse 30, where it says, She put on eye makeup, arranged her hair, and looked out of a window. When many of us, you know, want to argue against makeup, we only kind of focus on she put on eye makeup parts. We don't really talk about she arranged her hair and she looked out of a window. So if we are following the sequence of things on eye makeup being wrong because Jezebel did it, so would we argue as well that arranging your hair is wrong because Jezebel did it? And looking out of a window is also wrong because Jezebel did it. So like that's something I want you to really think about. And when we talked about, or when Bible Rather talks about the wicked things Jezebel did, There was no particular mention to the wickedness pertaining to her appearance, but to her deeds, what she did. She was wicked. She practiced witchcraft. She instigated the deaths of so many prophets. Alright, then before I even move on to another example I'm going to share, I want to just cast your mind back on Rebecca and how Isaac's marriage was arranged when they were going to bring rebecca home for isaac they didn't go empty-handed they went with gold nose rings nose rings they went with gold nose rings they went with all manner of jewelry and fine things to welcome her like least after she had you know accepted to come these gifts were presented to her by abraham's servants so it's important like really important to note that They were given to her and we know rebecca to be a woman of stature a godly woman and she's praised throughout scripture especially in genesis so that's genesis 24 by the way so when we see that and then we now see a scripture like this how do we then balance is adornment wrong let's continue reading and i'll just explain better what it means now in jeremiah 4 verse 30 there's another reference and he says, What are you doing, you devastated one? Why dress yourself in scarlet and put on jewels of gold? Why highlight your eyes with makeup? You adorn yourself in vain. Now, context Jeremiah was a prophet in that time, and he basically spoke about Israel and their misdeeds towards the Lord, right? And there are many times where he'll be talking about Israel, but he'll make allusions to other things that are not a country. So, for instance, when i keep reading you understand what i'm saying so now he's saying why highlight your eyes with makeup you've done yourself in vain your lovers despise you they want to kill you i hear a cry as of a woman in labor so how do we move from scarlet and jewels to a woman in labor a groan of one bearing her first child, the cry of daughter Zion, gasping for breath, straight, stretching out her hands and saying, Alas, I am fainting. My life is given over to murderers. So basically, in the whole narrative of Jeremiah talking about Israel and what God was saying concerning them and the bad things they had done as well and how they should come to repentance to the Lord, he used scenarios like this to just paint the picture clearer to the children of Israel. I'll share another example that will make more sense to you in that regard. So this is from the book of Ezekiel, Ezekiel chapter 23. I'll read from verse one. Just follow me. Okay. So from verse one, the word of the Lord came unto me, this is Ezekiel saying, son of man, there were two women, daughters of the same mother. They became prostitutes in Egypt, engaging in prostitution from their youth." In that land, their breasts were fondled and their virgin bosoms caressed. The older was named Ohola, and her sister was Oholibah. They were mine and gave birth to sons and daughters. Ohola is Samaria, and Oholibah is Jerusalem. So, this is Ezekiel, another messenger of the Lord writing against the children of israel now from the beginning it sounds like he's just talking about two random women who were prostitutes in egypt but when you get to the verse where it says that ohola is samaria and Oholibah is jerusalem he's talking about the children of israel and using this woman to paint a picture about what the children of israel were doing many times in scripture when prophets were talking about israel and what they had done wrong to the lord there were many references to prostitution and like it just makes sense for him to paint this kind of picture because how would you say israel is prostituting themselves it really means that they chased after other gods that's what scripture really refers to as israel prostituting herself now i'll continue reading this is now um later verses it now says still in chapter 23 this is verse 40 to 41 he says her sister okay from i have read 11 then 40 to 41 so verse 11 says her sister oholiba saw this yet in her lust and prostitution she was more depraved than her sister so Oholibah was more depraved than ohola here again oholiba is jerusalem ohola is samaria so if you want to read it again you see her sister Jerusalem saw this and in her lust was more depraved than her sister Samaria. Do you understand? Now, they even sent messages for men who came from afar away and when they arrived, you bathed yourself for them, applied eye makeup and put on your jewelry. You sat on an elegant couch with a table spread before it, which you had placed incense and olive oil that belonged to me. So let's go to the part where he says, you... Applied eye makeup and put on jewelry, you sat on an elegant couch and it's the same series of thoughts that I have with the um, Jezebel example. She put on eye makeup She adorned her hair or arranged her hair and she looked out of the window If we are taking it in context that because Jezebel was a wicked person and because she was a wicked person And she wore eye makeup, then we should condemn eye makeup Then are we also saying in this place that um, She applied eye makeup. So it's wrong she's a prostitute then so she put on jewelry so it's wrong because she's a prostitute and then she sat on an elegant couch i'm sitting on an elegant couch right so it's wrong because she's a prostitute like do you get how the series of thoughts flows now i want to bring a balance to what i'm saying what i'm saying in essence is that the bible doesn't point to makeup specifically as a sin there is no scripture we find that says makeup is a sin or adorning yourself with makeup is a sin in the new testament especially we see a balance and i'll bring that balance to you from first peter 3 and again context matters because many times when people read first peter 3 in terms of referring to makeup they miss the major context that first peter 3 was addressing first peter 3 verse 1 says wives in the same way submit yourself to your own husbands if any of them do not believe the word that they may be won over with your words of of the behavior of your wives if any of them do not believe the word they'll be won over without words by the behavior of their wives pardon me when they see the purity and reverence of your lives so first off he's talking to wives and he's telling them to submit to their own husbands all right now he says your beauty should not come from outward adornments such as elaborate hairstyles and wearing of jewelry or fine clothes. Rather, it should be that of your inner self. The unfading beauty. I want you to fix your eyes on that part. This I'm reading from the NIV. The unfading beauty. In Proverbs, we see that beauty is fleeting, right? Beauty today is and tomorrow is gone. You get old, clothes get weary. Um Jewelry tarnish, right? But he's saying that your adornment should be more than things that fade away. That's really what he's getting at. That your adornment should be the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight. For this is the way holy women of the past put their hope in God, used to adorn themselves. They submitted themselves to their own husbands. So it takes a gentle and quiet spirit to submit to your own husbands. Right, so the balance here and where I even want to push this forward with you and for you is well, the Bible doesn't point out to makeup and say, hey, eyeliner is wrong, mascara is wrong, makeup is wrong, like the Bible doesn't point to that and say that we see a balance on God's um, scale of preference as it were. God values the beauty that comes from your inside more than any Kind of adornment you could put on your outside. So, a gentle spirit, a quiet spirit is more valuable in God's eyes than how you look physically. God has never been in the business of judging us by how we appear. Think about when God had told Samuel to go and anoint the new king of Israel, he went to David's house he wasn't king at the time so he went to david's house and spoke to jesse his father and said bring out your sons right and then he saw david's elder brother and because of how he looked he straight away said this should be the king and then god rebuked someone in that moment and then told him that he doesn't judge by outward appearance but by the heart later on we see that david was picked as the one that will be anointed king So in God's eyes, your appearance does not matter as much as your heart's before him. Your appearance does not matter as much as your spirit before him. And now to the personal story that I'm going to land. When we see a verse like 1 Peter 3, we should see that there is a different priority that God places on how we should adorn ourselves. So adorning ourselves with good works. We also see this in 1 Timothy 2 adorning ourselves with good works adorning ourselves with a quiet and gentle spirit and the story i'm going to share is this so back in the university i think this was 100 level or 200 level one of them so um at this point and i were already friends then so i just noticed that at some point i started to wear makeup very often like I'll wear makeup to class, I'll wear makeup to exams. And then one day, one of my classmates jokingly said, Ah, Chisum, this is exam period, right? And you came early and you even had your makeup done, right? And I, in response to that gesture joke, I said, I- I I'll come for every day of this exam and I will do my makeup and I will not be late. And I did it. Like every single day we had exams, I would get up. I'll do my makeup and I'll go for the exam. And I've never been one to do heavy makeup, but like I'll do my brows, I would put on lip gloss, I'll just, you know, clean up, look good, and then I'll go out. And then subconsciously, what just started as like innocently trying to, you know, banter with a classmate and keep my words in that banter degenerated to something that I, I didn't even notice was an issue till so my friend I just so called it out. One day we were having a conversation and she just pointed out that she said I noticed that you wear makeup very often now and it's not like I have a problem with your makeup but I just think that it's starting to affect your self-esteem like you don't like to go out anymore if you don't have makeup on and for me a part of me wanted to argue that is a lie Uh, uh-uh, it's just makeup now you know but when I sat down to really think about what she said it was true I had gotten to a point where I felt better about myself when I was on makeup than when I was not on makeup. And it was becoming a problem. And from that point, I decided to just nip it in the bud and I stopped wearing makeup for the longest time. And I said to build myself a esteem again in the Lord. This was something I took as a personal learning. Now, eventually, later down the line in school, on some Sundays, maybe we're going to church and I have the time. I'll put on light makeup and just go to church and take pictures afterwards and all of that and look nice and nothing wrong with that. But my point is it became a subtle idol of some sort to me that I started to see myself as more beautiful, more worthy of attention from people or anything if I was on makeup. I wasn't as comfortable in my own skin anymore and that's bad like there should be nothing that should make you feel that way about yourself and I am so grateful for the voice of a friend that was bold enough to tell me the truth to my face because it really did help me years after we had finished school at this point and then I just was talking with this one I'm like do you remember you said this to me and she was like oh I can't remember but those words left such a solid mark in my heart that even now that, okay, I know that makeup is not wrong and the beauty that I have on my inside is more important. There are some days that I'm like, oh man, I don't want to wear makeup. I look great. I just want to go out. I don't want to be. I'm okay. And I'm so grateful for the growth that I have seen in that regard. When there was one time that, imagine I would not even shoot a video. Then I wasn't on YouTube or anything. It was just like going to class or going to church and I wouldn't want to go out without makeup. So imagine now every single video even on days when i'm tired maybe i'll say i'm not doing the video because i can't do makeup ah <laughs> so it is wrong so even though there is no God place that says makeup is a sin or makeup is wrong we have a common line as christians modesty let everything be done modestly let it be done decently and in order don't allow anything to just grip you so much like I advise set boundaries in your life with makeup. Never be the person that would not go to church because your makeup kit has finished or you will run late to church consistently because they are trying to finish your makeup. It's just wrong or maybe you would you would like <laughs> you know where it's doing you concerning this makeup thing. I want you to draw a firm, a very firm boundary with that like If this makeup is not there, it should not affect anything. It should not affect your self-esteem. It should not affect your self-worth. And then, of course, there should be boundaries. There should be things that you cannot miss or not do because of makeup, right? And to wrap this up, there are some people that I know would not still agree. There are some people that have decided that they are never going to wear makeup. And I've said this before on our previous videos, that if you choose not to do something because you genuinely have a conviction in your heart that you shouldn't be doing this thing I talked about this in video with alcohol it's fine don't do it because even scripture says that when something is is like when you know not to do something and you do it it's a sin to you so the fact that um, I I don't mind doing makeup I could do makeup tomorrow I don't have an issue with it if you do have an issue with it, that's totally fine I mean it doesn't affect your salvation or you going to heaven or hell But like, that's totally fine. And if that's your act of consecration towards the Lord, that I'm going to honor my God with my body in this way, I will not use makeup. That's between you and God, and that's totally fine. Where the issue is, is where you start to um, judge other people or like even go ahead to say things like, oh, they're doing something sinful because they're wearing makeup and they're not we don't see any basis for that in scripture and on the flip side if you wear makeup and you see people that don't wear makeup you see people that don't wear earrings or things like that don't go around looking at them like s-u-s-u in fact for many of those people i really really value their commitment to god because even though some of them do not even believe it's a sin they just believe that they don't want to do this thing in honor of god and they don't do it and it's commendable the lord honors it But above all, remember that the beauty that comes from your inside, a gentle spirit, a quiet spirit, a heart submitted to the Lord, trumps every form of physical enhancement, trumps every form of adorning yourself physically. Why? Because God doesn't look at your physical appearance. He looks at your heart. So I hope this video has helped you. If you have questions, let me know in the comment section. And yeah, see you in my next video. Bye-bye.